Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning and welcome to the Express Church Experience. Church brought to you in your home at your time or wherever you receive the Express Church Experience. We're just so happy you're here today joining us, joining together in fellowship, honoring God, supporting each other in the name of Jesus. Another Sunday, another start of another great week where we have the opportunity to be in fellowship with one another and lift our praise and our prayers up to God. Last week, I did a message and it was titled Test and See, and it was based on Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. And in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will be brimming over with new wine. And after, and the purpose of that message is I wanted to give my testimony about what it was like and the benefits and the rewards that I received from honoring God with my wealth. And as I was going through that, I realized that in the 30 minutes that we have today, and I try to keep it around 30 minutes so that people can receive the word of God and also be able to, to do the things that they need to do on their Sunday or whatever day they, they uh, listen to the Express Church experience. So in the 30 minutes, I didn't have time to talk about wealth. And so the message title today is What is Wealth? So we're going to take Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth. And for the next few minutes that we're here today, we're going to talk about what is wealth. And my starting point for that, I was looking at some wealthy people in the Bible, Abraham in Genesis 24, Genesis 24, 35, 36. There's a guy that's talking about Abraham and he said, the Lord has blessed Abraham abundantly and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep, cattle, silver, gold, maidservants, manservants, camels, and donkeys. He's given, he has given, God's given him a son laid in his life. And then I like how the, the uh, chronicle of how God has blessed Abraham said, God has given him everything he owns. God has given him everything he owns. Job, we all know about Job and the trials that he went through before the trial started. He's, uh, Job had seven sons and three daughters. That was part of his wealth. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 ox, 500 donkeys, a large number of servants. And they said this about Job. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. One of my, we're starting to talk about wealth. One of the favorite wealthy men in the Bible for me is King Hezekiah. 
King Hezekiah had very great riches and honor. Very great riches and honor. He made treasuries for his silver and his gold and the precious stones and spices. He had, had also had many buildings to store the harvest of grain, the new wine and the oil. He had to make stalls to cover all manner of cattle and pens for his flock. He, had to, he built villages to, and acquired uh, flocks and herds. And this is what the Chronicle says about him. And this statement was made as the story about Hezekiah was ending. I call it his obituary or his eulogy. When he talked about Hezekiah's wealth, the Chronicle say, states, God had given him very great riches. And when I look at the riches that he had, he had honor and silver and gold and valuables and multiple buildings and multiple stalls and multiple villages. And if, I, and if you ask somebody and you say, would you like to be wealthy like Hezekiah? I think that most people would say, I wouldn't mind having multiple, owning multiple villages and multiple uh, buildings and all sorts of silver, gold, honor, people looking up to you. But I think that the most important part of this still is for God has given him the great riches. And Hezekiah's life is a brilliant illustration of the, what wealth is. It's the abundance and great riches God gives you. The abundance and great riches God gives you. Same was said about Abraham. Abraham, it says, the Lord gave him everything he owns. And what I hope when the Chronicle is written about me, when the time comes that people say, as they said about Abraham, as they said about Job, as they said about Hezekiah, when they write the Chronicle about Stephen Zachary, I hope that they say uh, that Stephen Zachary was a wealthy man because he was ble the Lord blessed him, the Lord gave him great riches, and the Lord has given him everything he owns. I'm hoping that when people see me and, and understand whatever little bits that I might have in my life, that they realize that each one I understand was a gift from God. And I'm hoping that as you listen to this, if that wasn't your perspective before, I'm hoping that you kind of change your perspective, may take a 180, a 90 degree, maybe even a 45, 10%, no matter where you are, make that little shift and, and realize that everything you have the, are the great riches given to you by God. And that's, I believe, should be the goal of anybody who believes in Almighty God, that God will bless you, continue to bless you. That's why uh, the wisdom of Proverbs said, honor God with all your wealth. All, everything that you have comes from God anyway. So you receive the gifts from God and then you honor him by giving back to him. Now, when I look at wealth and what is wealth, that's the message title for today. What is wealth? And I think the greatest wealth you can have is health. The greatest wealth that you can have is health. And I just put it real quickly, health is wealth. And I'm hoping that somebody writes that down, somebody repeats that, somebody focuses in in your mind and say, health is wealth. 
and share it with somebody who's struggling financially or struggling with their career or struggling being isolated or struggling saying, I wish I could do the things I used to be able to do that I can't do anymore, struggling with relationships. If folks are going through a struggle and you want to give them some encouragement, just remind them they are wealthy if they have good health. If you have good health, you are well, you are wealthy. And, and that should by itself should get you to be excited. It should give you joy. It should get you rejoicing. It should give you a spirit of thanksgiving that God has given you that wealth each day, not being sick. I look at people who come out of, uh, get the message that they're cancer free. And when they get cancer free, there's so much rejoicing going on because they knew that their, their life could have gone one way with their health and God has blessed them with another way. And if you even have never had to go down that path, you should just be excited about the wealth that God has given you. Great riches, God's holy word says. And I'm looking at health and the wealth of health. It reminded me of what happened Friday night. Friday night, my wife and I, Marla, we had what I'm going to call date night. And I, in date night, I said, do you want to have an after dinner shot, an after dinner shot. So we went to the stadium where the professional football team plays. I, I know how to give treat a, a lady with a, great, uh, with a great night out on date night. So we went to the sports stadium and a huge parking lot and there was about 100 volunteers. We we're driving through the maze, multiple turns, people giving us information. And at the end of that, Marla received her coronavirus vaccination. I put a little note in here. You know, I know how to treat a girl right for an after dinner shot. And then I was telling my brother about that and he said, and it was free. I was like, yeah, that my after dinner shot, it was free. And I was surprised that Marla wasn't singing the song, Hey Big Spender. If you know how that song goes, you might be dating yourself. But I was thinking about the fact that we had that when you look at it, she received a free vaccination to be able to stay healthy and have wealth. The wealth be in her health. And it was free. So she got received a free gift from God. And that was the opportunity to be free from the potential of getting coronavirus the more that she's going to build on that wealth, that was just a piece of it to build on the wealth, which is the talent that she has that she then shares with students. She shares with them so that they can use the talents that she has, the wealth that God gave her, that she can invest that wealth into another person and be safe at the same time. What is wealth? Too often we get fixated on monetary and and things that we can purchase when we talk about wealth. But when we talk about wealth, we already spoke about health. We're now going into talents that you have, talents that you have and the ability to use those talents to help somebody else out. All those volunteers that came out to be able to get people through the line. That was a great gift that was given to the, the, the residents of the uh, city of Phoenix and the greater uh, Maricopa County and the state of Arizona, and we're so happy that we, were, we received those gifts.
she has the gift to being a teacher. And I was thinking that if you have somebody in your life who was, who was your teacher or your mentor or your parents who helped you develop and use your talents and get, use your God-given wealth to build on that, you should be thankful of the wealth that you have received. Too often we forget about the people who are around us, the people who help us, the people who, uh, that we benefit from what they've done in the past. And I think that, that we start looking at that and we should really be thankful. I'm wondering when's the last time you called your mentor, the last time you called your parents, the last time you went back and talked to a teacher, went back and talked to a former boss who gave you some skills and gave you an opportunity that you didn't have. All those things are wealth. All those things are gifts that are given to you from, from God and God's holy word. The wisdom says we are supposed to honor God by lifting up his gifts and, and honor, the, honor him with the wealth that he gives us. I'm wondering when's the last time we've honored somebody who's given you the gift of their time. For God has given him great riches, the Chronicle says about Hezekiah. And I think that if we look at anybody, they, the same could be said for you. For God has given you very great riches. We start looking at the, the investment that family puts into you. And, the gift of your immediate family, the gift of your immediate family. If you have children, if you have a spouse, a significant other, if you have parents who are healthy, parents and family members that you sp can spend time with, that you can share love and receive love, you're wealthy. You're wealthy. And I'm going to invite you. I don't have the time today in the 30 minutes that we, we have, but I'm hoping that you could pause this and jot these down or just remember them or go back and listen to this again to get these two verses because they are verses of wealth. Psalm 127 and Psalm 128 talks about the great gifts and, the, and what we give, get, receive from our family and from our children and from our spouses and I think that, that we should be singing those psalms as we think about the great gifts that God has given us through our family. I call it human capital. Human capital, the accumulation of friends, the people who, who help you, the people that you can impact. I, I'm going to look at it from two different directions. This last week, a young man who received his first job uh, working from me coming out of law school. He, he was looking for a, a legal job. We interviewed him and we hired him and myself and another attorney named Bill. And I'm, a, I'm saying Bill's name because I'm gonna talk about how that relationship uh, has built. And I received a, a message last week that the, the person that we interviewed, the person that we gave the start with, the person that, we, that Bill and I invested time in, he was appointed judge. In his, in his county, and he's the first African-American judge in that county. We, I feel the accomplishment, I feel wealthy because of the fact that I had an investment that is now turning out for its greatness. I don't know if you, if you can look back, I call it my, my family tree of work. And while I, why I mentioned Bill, 
Bill again was one of the people who I was able to get a job for. He worked for me for a brief period of time. And then when I needed an opportunity to look for a different job, Bill uh, worked it out so that I was able to get a job. We invested in each other's career. We helped each other. We continue to talk. When I talked about last week, the contract that I signed, the, the, the latest contract in 2021, Bill was the one that negotiated that contract. He was looking out after me. Bill, I'm going to tell this story. Uh, and this is one of the first times. He's like my brother, so I'm going to be able to talk about him because usually I call somebody ahead of time and say, I'm going to talk to you about, talk about you in the message, but I didn't, but I know he's not going to mind. Marla and I, we were on our way to the Bahamas and we were going through Houston, Texas and we lost our connecting flight and there wasn't going to be no more flights that night. So I called Bill. I said, we can't get out. I hadn't seen him in years, but he's living in Houston, Texas now. Bill came by, picked up Marla and I, took, took us to his house. We spent the night with them, uh, had dinner with them. He took us back to the airport and we were on our way. Are you wealthy? Do you have the ability to have friends that you know you can count on when you're in need, when you're down? I wanna look at how, what wealth is. I think one of the greatest examples of wealth comes from Philippians 4. Philippians 4 is a great example of wealth. We talked about health. We talked about family members. We talked about spouses. We talked about children. We talked about some of the talents that, that you uh, are sharing and giving to others. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, as you're turning there, is a great example of wealth. The Apostle Paul, he's talking to the church of Philippi. And I'm jumping to uh, verse 10 through 13. And the Apostle Paul says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. And I just want to just listen to that one sentence and talk about Paul's circumstance and the wealth that he had. Because too often we look at wealth from the standpoint of the accumulation of things or the money that we receive or have in the bank. But Paul, he was rejoicing. He was lifting up to the Lord the great gift he had, which was the renewed concern that the church had for him. And if you know the story about the Apostle Paul, he was struggling and he was being chased and beaten and imprisoned and, and starved. And the church was trying to support him. And Paul was, was grateful because he had invested in the church of Philippi. He helped start it. He helped uh, get people to know about Christ Jesus. He helped people change their lives. The people in the church and all the, ch the, new, the uh, early church, they were healing people, uh, redeeming people, changing their, their life circumstances, changing their outlook on life. So people had received the benefit of Paul. But in response to the benefit, Paul was being uh, persecuted and imprisoned by the government. And, he, and so the church 
renewed their concern for him. So he had the investment, invested in the church, and then the, when he was in trouble, the church renewed their concern for him. And Paul said, I indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it to me. But then I'm not saying this because I'm in need. And then Paul talked about wealth and put it into perspective for me. Paul said, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. If you want to know what wealth is, it's contentment. I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what it's like to be in need, and I know what it's like to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in and in and in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then he said that last sentence that's so often quoted but taken out of context. He said, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. That's how he's describing his wealth. His wealth is contentment. And it's with that contentment that gives him the opportunity to be able to appreciate when he has a lot, lift and honor God with that. He has contentment when he's in loss or has little. He lifts that up to the Lord and he says, no matter what happens, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. And that is the investment that we have, the investment that we have and being able to feel good that people are, were concerned about his safety, concerned about his welfare, concerned about his comfort. But Paul was saying, I want to teach you that even though what you're giving me is a reward and a return on my investment in you, but really I want to give you an additional investment, which is to a spirit of contentment, a spirit of contentment. Now, I, I wanted to make sure that I, I reminded myself, and maybe I can share it with somebody, contentment is not the same as fear of success. Contentment is not the same as fear of, consent, fear of success. There's a lot of people that say, I'm content in my lot in life. Well, God might have more that he wants from you. And so we have to remember that we have gifts that come to us from God. And no matter how, where we are in our life, we need to do, do an inventory and, say, and honor God by using our talents and what God has given us, being content where you are, even if you have little, but looking at your talents and saying, am I using my talents great enough? Proverbs 3, we're going to return to that wisdom. Honor God with your wealth. And when I, was, and I got up this morning and I was getting ready to uh, get, getting ready to present the message. The parable of the, of the talents came to me when I was talking about being content and I'm talking about wealth and talking about health and talking about joy that comes and talking about family members. I think the last thing we should talk about is the gift of talents, the gift of talents. And what it was originally, the gift of talent came. Uh, talent was a, a measurement of money and having a lot of talent made you wealthy. And I'm looking at it now. Talent today makes you wealthy. And the parable goes that the uh, one person received ten, five talents 
the second person received two talents and the third person received one talent. So you had a very talented person, a moderately talented person and one that really just had one talent. And the person that had five talents, he went out and put an investment in that talents and he changed that five talent into 10 talents. The second person that received the two talents, he then uh, invested that and had more talents. And he was be able to give those talents back to the person who gave it to him. I'm hoping that you understand the parables of the talent and how you honor God with your wealth. The third person who received one talent, the word, the word of God says that, and, and I'm in Matthew 25. I don't know if I said that before. I'm in Matthew 25. And the parable of the talents is, is verses 15 to 29. And so the, the, uh, the third person said, I took my talent. I had it. I was content with it. I buried it. I didn't want to lose it. I wanted to just make sure that I went through life with that one talent. And God took that talent and he gave it to somebody who was going to invest in it. And the, and what, it, what uh, the word of God, the wisdom from God says for everyone who has will will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. So we have, if you have your talents, you honor God with them. God's going to give you the opportunity to have more. And, and how people interpret this, they say to, to much is given, much is expected in return. To whom much is given, as you use it in return, you receive more. You get multiplied for the glory of God. And that is what is being wealthy. Honoring God with your wealth, with your talent, with the things that God has given you to use for the building the kingdom of God, for the glory of God. That is how I want my chronicle to be written. Everybody at some point is going to have their chronicle written. And there's a whole lot of people whose chronicle says they had a lot of money, but in reality, they were poor. There's a whole lot of people who didn't have a lot of money. Another uh, statement that Jesus said when, when he was sitting outside and people were coming in and giving their tithes and giving their offerings to the, to the temple and the rich were putting in what, a little bit of what they had, but they were keeping the rest for themselves. And then a poor lady came and all she had was a couple of coins and she dropped those coins in. She didn't have much, but God said she was blessed more than all the other people because they gave out of their excess and she gave out of her poverty. She gave everything that she had to, to God because she knew the more she gives away, the more she's going to return. When, when I give, I say I can give freely because I trust the person whose name is on the money. If you trust who's, who, the person whose name's on the money, you won't have any problem giving because you have faith and trust that that person, the person whose name is on it, is going to give you more. And so when we look at the way King Solomon's wealth was defined, we look at the way, uh, the way that King Hezekiah's wealth was, was defined. We look at how Abraham's wealth was defined. We look at how, uh, how Job's wealth was defined. They were all defined in the terms of, uh, the terms of 
what God has given them. And I, the last one as I'm going into it, King Solomon. I like how King Solomon said, he said, he den I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my works. And this was the reward of my labor. He was, he was talking about, I was great. I did all these things. And then as he was preparing his own chronicle in Ecclesiastes 2, he said, but when I surveyed everything I did, when I surveyed everything I did, everything was meaningless, a chasing of the wind. Solomon looked at his great wealth and, his, and when, he, when God said, I will give you anything you want, he said, the one thing I want is wisdom. So God gave him wisdom, but then everything that he accumulated over here, he was thinking I was doing it for myself. He forgot that God gave him the talent of wisdom. And then as, as that talent came about later on in his life, he realized that everything that he built for himself was meaningless and that he, what he was doing, trying to accumulate worldly things, was like the chasing after wind. Nothing was gained while he was alive. Meaningless, chasing of the wind. And I like how he did it, the poetic nature about how he did it. Can you imagine chasing wind? You can never catch it. It's useless and a waste of time. But then what King Solomon said was that what we have is when he surveyed it and found out that it was useless, it changed his perspective and that he put his focus on God. What is wealth? Too many people we have are working their whole life chasing the American dream like you're chasing win, only to come to the end and wonder why. Why you did not have time to enjoy life? What did it mean? I'd say that they were rich, yet they were poor. Money is not necessarily the descriptive of wealth. Poor people monetarily can be wealthy. Teachers, some of the lowest paid, are wealthy because of the talents that they have and the talents that they share. People who don't have a lot, like the Apostle Paul had people who came to the, him and were concerned about him. Then there's rich, the people who are rich, who people can't stand. People who are rich, who are, who are living an isolated lifestyle because they're afraid that people are trying to come after them and get their money. So when we start talking about wealth, we talk about health, we talk about contentment, we talk about family, I'm gonna add joy. I'm gonna, and I'm hoping that if you're thinking about this today that you put a list together of what your wealth is and so you have a list so that then you can go back to the Proverbs and say, I am lifting those up and honoring God with them. Until you have a, a definition and a list of what your wealth is, you may not even know that, that what you have is, was a gift from God if you don't have that perspective. And then if you don't understand that that's a gift from God, then you, don't, you can't honor God with it. And so I'm hoping today as we leave out of here that we understand that our honoring God with our wealth is everything that we receive from God as a gift from God. And each and every day we wake up and we say, Lord, I'm giving this day to you. I'm honoring you with the wealth that you have given me. 
Lord, if, you, if it's your will to give me more, I hope that I have the strength, the ability, and the time. That's the last one. I'll, I'm just going to keep on going. Jeff, I might not need a couple more minutes because time just came to me. As, as I'm trying to end time on the 30 minutes that I have, one of, the, one of the greatest gifts that we have is time because time is something that is spent once you have it and you can't get it back. So that's the greatest gift. And the question is, what are you doing with that time? I just slipped off, of the, off the message just a little bit, but I think as I'm closing here today, we can talk about wealth. And the last piece of wealth that we have is time. That time is ticking, and we will never be able to get back yesterday. We can only look at today. And today, I'm hoping that as the day goes on, I have the opportunity to share the gifts that God has given me with somebody. And I'm hoping that the gift that I give will be an investment in their life. I'm hoping that the gift that God gives me will enrich somebody else's life. I'm hoping that the gifts that God gives me will give somebody else joy, will give somebody else peace, will give somebody else contentment, will give somebody else a new perspective on their own life to get their list of what, what is their wealth and be able to take that and lift it up for the glory of God to build his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That's my hope. That's my prayer today. Let's list our wealth. A whole lot of, I don't know anybody in my circle who's, who's can't say, who can say I'm not wealthy. Everybody I know is wealthy. Everybody I know is healthy. Everybody I know has, has family that loves them. How do I know? Because I'm one of the people that do. I know that they love me and we can share in time together. That is great wealth and we should rejoice and be glad today because of the great abundance and riches God has given us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's HaribouBooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.